But uh, we are going to change focus now and uh, we're going to speak to Elton Yanchis. He's already on the line there. We want to find out just about his journey, Tracy's journey. We've been doing so throughout uh, the past few Thursdays. We spoke to protest netball captain Bongi Wemsomi. We spoke to Temba Pavuma. And uh, last weekend, we uh, last week Thursday, we had uh, Lebo Hang Mukwena, Lebo Hang Mukwena, the captain of uh, Swallows FC. So tonight, we are joined on the line by Bok and Lions fly off Elton Yanchis just to reflect on his career. Elton, a good evening and thank you very much for being able to speak to us on SAFM tonight. We appreciate the time you're giving us. Yeah, good evening. Um, yeah, privileged. Um, always nice to to catch up with some some media and some reporters. Thanks, Elton. How's how's lockdown for you? How's it treating you? Are you coping? Yeah, coping very well. Um, actually, this uh, very positive. Um, I must say it's, it's very different. So I I accept as quick as possible and. I'm a guy that moves on quickly and make adjustments on the on the go. So made a lot of adjustments, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm enjoying the time with the family and obviously staying fit as well and trying to communicate with close people. Um, but I've got more time on my hands. I was about to ask because a lot of the sports uh, people that we've spoken to, especially the players, saying that they are seeing this also as a break because they're always traveling and it's a chance to catch up with the family. Do you also view it like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I always mentioned to, well, what I've mentioned the past few weeks or a few days to the, to the media and the public is that, I mean, last year with the World Cup here, it was, it was quite intense um, for myself. Um, I mean, just talking from my point of view, for myself, it was very intense because I had to focus on Super Rugby and, and then obviously I had to focus on internationals and then building towards the World Cup. So that whole year... Um, it was a big sacrifice in terms of family time and um, yeah so I spent like seven to eight months away from home um, just mainly focusing on rugby and making sure that I, I put myself in the best mental state to perform at the World Cup or, or even making the World Cup squad and still performing at super rugby level so yeah so I'm really taking this this, this thing as a break um, like other sportsmen say um, but in the meantime I also reflect a lot are you picking up any new hobbies? We saw a video of you teaching the kids how to rap there. Was it was it Travis Scott playing in the background? <laughs> uh, no, it was just a song that came up. Um, I just got, the mood, got the, the mood and I like to put a mood in the gym and um, get some music going. So it's not about us rapping. It was mostly trying to get the boys dancing and enjoying the, the moment. So after it was something that we just did and, and yeah, it went viral and yeah, I like to spend time with the boys, you know, um, getting them running in the gym and seeing what they're doing and, and hopefully they can realize what it takes to be a professional sportsman. Have they picked up a rugby ball yet or are they too young? No, they've picked up a lot of balls, believe me. <laughs> no, they're still young, but I'm trying to implement certain things in, in them to, to install some rugby stuff into them. And yeah, hopefully uh, it would be nice for me if, if I can see the boys playing rugby. Um, but at the end, it will be their decision. So, yeah, they're kicking balls and they're throwing balls around. They love lifting their weights, but um, always, uh, how can I say, I, don't, I always yell at them, um, don't pick up weights, just do body stuff, you'll get there one day. <laughs> when we've read about your story, we always hear about the role that your father played in your career, how he used to coach you as a youngster. Is that what you're also trying to do, just pass on the knowledge? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but 
my dad is there was two things it's hard work and discipline and yeah, I can only because that keeps me accountable every day and because sometimes you you get so busy and you you, you get in this uh, mental state where you just keep on going keep on going and you don't reflect and then you, you're doing things that you you're not supposed to do or you're overworking or you overthinking things and then yeah but then I just look at back at, at certain principles in my life and, and it keeps me going and hopefully I can install that into the boys as well um, in, into the family and for them always to, to keep on going and, and just to stay in the moment at all times. Was your dad your kicking coach or was he just just helping you with your all-round rugby game? No, he was my coach, uh, kicking coach, uh, rugby game, rugby as well, but mm. mainly my kicking. Um, I mean, those guys, I don't have a kicking coach. Uh, what he installed in me, things that that, still, still, um, that I'm still using. And every single day uh, when I go out kicking, I know he's around. And, and I mean, I trust I trust uh, what he left, he left for me. And yeah, obviously, I've got more experience and more knowledge of, of kicking. So I implemented some technical stuff and I looked at my technique and how can I, for example, strike a ball better or how can I get more distance in terms of kicking. And that's things that I picked up by myself in terms of my mechanics in my body and where should I work on physically to, to actually get more distance or how do I get my legs fresh um, I should stretch more I should start doing yoga and stuff like that so to maintain um, I mean kicking the ball for 50 or 60, 70 meters to do that every single year as the body gets older so I need to work harder but I should also look, look at recovery and work smarter with my body as well so I've been seeing a lot of people in terms of my body and psychologically, so hopefully I can maintain that. Is there one tip that he gave you, Elton, about your kicking that you can share with the youngsters listening to us uh, today? He, it's actually funny. He always... Um, I actually watched something yesterday with my dad. Um, he was on, on the TV. Uh, he says, um, never just ne- never kick with your legs or your quads. You always use your hips and... And that's something that stick with me. Um, I mean, through my kicking routine is let it be as, as long as possible and as easy as possible because when it feels comfortable, then you know you're doing the right thing. But when it feels uncomfortable, using your legs or your quads is getting stuck, then I'm definitely doing something wrong. So that's the only thing that I can share. Okay, good one there. I hope you guys had that. Uh, don't kick, use your hips basically. And yeah. you, you say he was big on discipline I- even when it came to the rugby. Is that because of his army background? I assume that, yeah. <laughs> I, I assume it's definitely because of the military. I mean, he was in the military forever um, until he passed away. So I think that's, that's where that comes from, that, that discipline in, in the small things and, um, and that work ethic. And he was he was a hard worker. I mean, he had time for for us, for the boys, and he had time to be with my mom. And then obviously with his job as well, he never stopped working. So yeah, he was hard working, and yeah, I, I definitely saw that when I was uh, when I was when he was still alive. I saw it and I realized it, and that's what it takes to be actually in, in his department was. He wanted to be a formation sergeant major, and, and this is what he has to do. So he had to work uh, work hard, and because he was still very young, so he was one of the youngest um, formation sergeant majors in in the military, and it was his goal. So he he sacrificed a lot, and he put a lot of work into that. So that's exactly what he told me: if you want to become a Springbok or go for the Lions consecutively, or 
um, playing rugby for 15 to 20 years, this is what you're going to have to do is work very, very hard and, and always stay disciplined um, no matter what. Your brother Tony also plays, also kicks just like you, a fly half. Um, mm. What do you make of how his career has panned out? The last time I checked, he was moving to Spain. Yeah, he, yeah he's, he had a, he's got a different road. Um, we, we all don't have the same road, you know. Um, <coughs> he was, um, obviously, he was at the Bulls for quite a while. Yes. And he moved to the Kings and then he's back at the Bulls. Um, he learned a lot. He got a lot of knowledge in terms of growth as an as a individual uh, on and off the field. Um, I mean, when I, when I talk to him now, it's a different person. I mean, he's obviously older. And he, he learned a lot from from what he from the mistakes he did, and and in terms of how he's he's how can I say in the minds that he was um, psychologically. Um, I mean, after my dad, it was a bit tough, but for some individuals, it's a bit different. You accept it and then you deal with it. For me, it was it took me six months and to get over it and and to realize that that he's gone. And then obviously now and then I'm thinking of him a lot, um, but. For my brother was a bit different. Um, I mean, he experienced everything. So, yeah. So his his road is different. He went to Spain, and then now he's back training hard. And yeah, I can't I can't mention in terms of his future, in terms of where he's going, and uh, that's still confidential. But but he's definitely on the right track, and I'm very happy for him. Okay, for those who are just joining us now, we are in conversation with uh, Springbok and Lions Fly Half Elton Yankees. You can send us your voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. If you prefer to call in, the number to dial is 0891-104-207 and our SMS number is 41391. Just still on the kicking, Elton, before I go to the voice note, you've always mentioned Dan Carter, Johnny Wilkinson, I think Carlos Spencer also as some of the players you looked up to. Uh, what would you say you've taken from their game and added to yours, or why were these the players that you looked up to? Yes, because they had a they had a different they had a different view of the game. I mean, they had different players, and for example, a guy like Dan, um, we we stay in touch. We we always communicate. Um, I see him as the as an all round uh, all round player. Um, I mean, they had a good kicking game, um, massive work rate. He was he was a fit rugby player and and he was dedicated to to becoming better. Uh, as I read his book and and, and as I talk to him, uh, I mean he's thirty thirty six or thirty seven and, and he's still going, almost thirty eight. So his body's still in good nick. Um, it just shows that if you work hard and and, and you sacrifice and focusing on the small things, um, you can actually play this game long. Johnny Walker is exactly the same. I will watch a lot of his documentaries and, and stuff like that. How he dealt with pressure and um, expectations in the media and, and obviously the team. Um, he had an immense work rate. He, yes, he was he was training a lot, especially with the kicking. Um, and Carlos Spencer with the, with the vision and uh, the skills he had, his skill set. And I was privileged enough to work with him at the Lions. Yeah. Um, so I took a lot from from them, and then Stephen Larkham, uh, also a different <coughs> fly of where he plays fullback, fly of 12 um, and 10. So he had speed, and his vision was also phenomenal, and distribution skills. Um, yeah, and I like I like Matt Kito as well, even though he played 10, 12. Mm. Um, the read of a game and, and the way that they played, I, I, I love the way to 
I like to look at certain things in, in terms of them. You've also been tried at centre. You've also been used at centre. There have mm. been suggestions that maybe to fit you and Andre in the Bok team, you left to play to centre in in centre. Have you always been a fly half? Have you have you played both positions growing up? I always at ten. And how um, do you feel about when they play you at centre? Uh, always a fly off, and then um, I was I was I was nine. I was six, uh, seventeen. Um, I played on nineteen at the because I was a schoolboy, and and then I was still. And then the Lions picked me as, to play for them in the 19s. It was two years older. Um, and then the following year in matric year, when I was 18 years old, 17, 18, um, I played under 21. Um, so then I played full back back then. Um, the message from the coach was he wanted to introduce me to senior rugby as quick as possible. Um, but he's going to do it differently. He's going to play me at full back um, just to get, get into things. And, and I enjoyed that. Um, but so obviously I was a, I was a fly off. Um, I don't know the twelve thingy uh, started with uh, I think Coach Coach Aki. Mm. Aki back then when he was he was the Lions. So we I think we played the Rebels uh, that week. Uh, he called me in and then then he just asked me, uh, Yala, well, I just I want to challenge you. Um, and then I said yes, Coach, anything. Um, he said. I want you to play 12 this week. And then I was like, sweet coach, um, you're the coach, um, I follow, you put a plan. I never asked him why does he do it. Um, but yeah, it was a nice, it was a good experience for me. Um, I think he gave Marnot a, a run at 10 and then I, I had a run at 12 just for that week. Um, yeah, and I felt, it felt like, I mean, it's a different position and it kept me going and <clears throat> seeing things in a different way and I, I, I like to train at trainings now that I train at 12 as well um, to get a different view of things and, and obviously to get into the minds of of my teammates, you know. Um, and then I moved to Japan um, in Japan. And so, so there they, they picked up, I can play 12 because we wanted to play a different brand. And so I played 10 first off and then second half they moved me to 12. So, yeah, maybe they saw something that I could do something at 12, and then obviously it started becoming a, a trend, and then, yeah, at the Lions, I mean, if, if second half I have to move to 12, or in the way rugby is going with two playmakers um, on the field, so yeah, it's easy for me to slot in at 12 if, if I have to, and I enjoy the position. Okay, let's. Uh, we've got a few. We've got a voice note here for Alton. Let's go to it. You can send them to 0614104107. Good evening, Tabiso. Uh, good evening to Elton. Um, you know, at the World Cup, we saw how Rasi rotated, you know, his players around and giving uh, many players an opportunity to play for their country. Uh, how how comforting was that to know that, you know, the coach was not going to only give Henry Pollard a chance to play all the matches, but he rotated uh, the squad. He also gave you chances, likes of you, you know, Kobas Reinach, Herschel Yankees, he rotated the squad. How nice was that? And the second question, you know, what impact did uh, Felix Jones have on the Springboks winning the World Cup? And what was his job specifically uh, there? Thank you very much. Okay, thanks for that, Libra. Maybe let's start with the rotation question, Elton, because I think uh, the coach, Rasi Rasmus, gave a lot of credit uh, to the guys who didn't play much, especially in the latter stages of the tournament, uh, because, and he says they were a big part of the team's success. Was it hard to take, knowing that you won't get a lot of game time, and also because of the split on the bench, or was it was it understandable where you, did you accept the rotational system? Uh, 
Yeah, we because Rasmus was open-minded uh, in terms of when he arrived at the, at the uh, East Coast camp. Um, it was quite simple. Um, you have three things to be a warrior and then to take ownership and then be aligned as a, as a group, um, as a squad. Um, he came in and then he said he went through the whole squad and then and then he actually went through everyone and he was like surprised that we, we don't have enough depth and we don't have enough experience. Um, he picked that up two years ago and you could see in 2018 when he when he arrived that he wanted to get every, most of the boys' experience, guys like Warwick Kalant, um, Ambrose, uh, Ivan, um, Herschel, um, Puff. Um, he gave a lot of caps um, to, to a lot of individuals to feel what's this rugby, what is about, and what are you going to deal with um, building up towards a big year like, like last year. Um, so when they come to end last year as well, we, we rotated, and that was to keep the squad fit and, and making sure that when we go to the World Cup um, that we have 31 guys that, that play directly, that's match fit, that's fit and that's well conditioned that we'll be able to push through the whole World Cup and and that it's, we wanted to spread the load. So <clears throat> we had a, from an individual point of view, I mean, me and Andre was the only two clubs and throughout 2000 and throughout the, throughout the, the last two years, I mean, we probably played the same amount of games. So that was Coach Rashi's um, philosophy and, and it definitely worked for the boys. Um, kept the group going and and kept everybody accountable. I mean, um, I mean, if you have a quality squad like what we had, if if the, some guy got injured, um, the coach have, didn't have a doubt in terms of picking the other guy. We, had, we have over 45 or 50 players that can be Springboks and represent the country and make sure to win. Uh, over the weekend, um, yeah. So that's the philosophy in terms of the rotation, and obviously there was a plan for us to win the World Cup, and we all followed that plan. It was never about the individuals; it was always about the team. And yeah, so for me, it was I felt like a, I was laughing uh, the last two weeks in the semis and the finals, even though I was like play 24 or, or just on the edge of playing or not playing. Um, Started solving like had a different view of things um, in terms of spending more time with the coaches because then I had a different role in terms of running on with the water and then giving messages and assisting with Andre and assisting with the game plan and making sure that we we, we execute every single thing and then making sure that keep the boys in the game. Um, yeah, I shared my knowledge and I, I was I was in the game with them, so hopefully that that helped the boys um, on the field. I'm just going to take a quick break. I know there was a question about Felix Jones, Libra. I've got that. Yes. just want to take us a quick a quick break and I'll let Elton answer after this. But you can keep them coming on 061-4104-107. We've got about eight minutes left. For credible and comprehensive coverage of South Africa's fast-moving mining industry and the people shaping it, click through to Crema Media's Mining Weekly. From policy and innovation to market-moving trends, Crema Media's Mining Weekly keeps your finger on the resources pulse. For even deeper insight, subscribe to our New Look Weekly magazine out every Friday together with engineering news. Crema Media's Mining Weekly. Current. Credible. Comprehensive. Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. 
Alton, there was a question about uh, Felix uh, Jones. Uh, what did he bring to the team and what was his exact role? Felix, um, I mean, when Coach Royce left, um, because of personal reasons, um, uh, Felix joined us from Munster. He worked with under Coach Rassio for a while there in Munster and, and under Coach Jock as well. So there was a good relationship and understanding between them. Um, he came to the group and we we um, we just took him in and, and he became one of us and as quick as possible, even though it was at the World Cup. Um, and his role was to, to look at our attack um, in terms of areas where we can manipulate the defense. He analyzed quite a lot in terms of um, the other teams and analyzed us where we can get better. So his role was very, very important for the group, um, yeah, especially for him uh, as an outsider um, and He's an expert in terms of yes, how he analyzes his work, work ethic and how he just wants us to, as individuals to to keep on growing and to keep on keep getting better every single day. You know, he was keeping us accountable, and and I think that that's a big difference that he brought was the accountability of the small things. You know, catching and passing, the, the effect it can have on scoring a try. So that's what Felix did to us, and obviously he was working hard on the high balls and, and the kicking game as well with Coach Jock. Okay, we've got a few SMSs. There's one here that says the playing style of Elton is the very same of All Blacks fly half King Carlos Spencer, who trained with him or who trained him. That is from Reggie Hendricks in Graf Reynet. Talking about Graf Reynet, Elton, is that where you were born? Yeah, I was born in Graf Reynet, town. And then when did you make the move up north? Was it a rugby move? Was it a family move? Yeah, I traveled quite a lot. I mean, I grew up in Cape Town, um, in the Estrofir. Um, my dad was in the military, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah, I grew up in, in Cape Town and, and for 10 years, and then we traveled down to the north, um, to Pretoria, and then we traveled to the northwest in Potsdam, and then we traveled back to Cape Town. Um, yeah, and then I uh, got, and then we came back to the north again, obviously with my dad, with his, um, him, um, getting different, um, how do you mean, um, uh, how can I say, what Being deployed to different places. Promotion, yeah, he yeah. gets promoted. So, so we had to travel, and yeah, we we traveled to back to Victoria, and yeah, I had to do make a decision. So, Lions gave me an opportunity to sign a contract at 16 years old, and yeah, it was was a blessing for us. And yeah, I went to then I started on a school, so they gave me a few options, and I decided to go to West Florida. Another one says, Alton, you are the Lions captain. You just maintain your calm, respect all your teammates and management, as well as the coaching staff, and uh, good luck. That is from a Sharks fan in Temba Mbambo. How has the responsibility of uh, being a captain been for you? Is it something that you've embraced? Yeah, I'm definitely embraced. Um, I'm honored, uh, privileged, and uh, I love the responsibility. Um, sometimes uh, the boys actually... Uh, Joke around with me. Why do you? They ask me always. Why do you love responsibility so much? Um, I mean, it, it keeps me, keeps me going, and and keeps me uh, accountable in terms of growing as an individual, growing as a person, and then obviously growing as a rugby player. Um, I was always, I always speak to my my, my wife, and uh, so I, I want to always challenge myself in terms of as an individual, as a rugby player. Um, I mean, I want like. This was the the best challenge for me after winning a World Cup is to to lead the team, 
Uh, it's something that I really wanted to do in in, in the future. Um, but we had great leaders in terms of Warren Whiteley. Um, Jay Yakukri was was captain around. Um, I was I was vice captain for the majority of the years, you know, and and so uh, I worked with Warren and 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 so I was always Warren's wide writing man. So I sort of um, got used to that role in terms of vice captain. It's quite similar to being a captain. So yeah, I, I appreciate. I'm just honoured and, and blessed, and yeah, hopefully the boys can can see the same pictures that I see, and and hopefully um, for me it's just to, to work with the, with the management, you know, um, being the link between the players and the management, making sure everybody's on the same page and aligned, and and yeah, uh, making the, the right decisions is always in my hands, right or wrong. So hopefully the team just keep on backing me and making decisions and. And it's always collective. It's never just about me. It's always about the team. So that's the biggest thing for myself. Okay, we've got another voice note. Hi, Toby. So this is Brian. Uh, just a, a few questions for Alta. I just wanted to find out from him what does he, um, how does he view the three Super Rugby finals they made it to um, as the lines, and uh, what does he think the missing thing was in those specific finals that uh, made them not succeed in going and getting the cup. And uh, how many seasons does he think he has left at the Union? And um, how, how, how many years he has left at the Union? And what does he think it will take the Union to get a, a, um, a, a final and a cup? Okay, thanks for that, Brian. Uh, three Super Rugby Finals in a row, Elton. 2016, 2017, 2018. Hurricanes, Crusaders, Crusaders. People are calling you the nearly man. How do you look back at those finals? Yeah, Reflecting quite a lot, a couple of last few weeks, um, been doing a lot of studying around the Crusaders, to be honest. Um, uh, and then I picked up a few things, looking at the All Blacks as well, studying mm-hmm. them quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I look at, at areas where 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 we can improve um, when we play them again. Um, I'm looking at reasons why did we lose the finals. And yeah, I got my answers by actually spending a lot of time in front of my laptop and, yeah. and looking at the games, you know, um, step by step. Um, looking at how we do it at the Springboks in terms of that, we have that knowledge that I can share with the group. So yeah, hopefully when we back in that position, we hopefully we'll get the result. And you also wanted to know how long do you see yourself uh, staying at the Lions for and what will it take to uh, get there finally or to turn the fortunes around because this season um, hasn't been one of the best. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, the season is so early days. We only played five or six games. Mm. Um, yeah, we got one result and then the other few we didn't get the results, but we, we definitely picked up experience. That's the one thing, especially from the, uh, the younger boys. Uh, the new faces and obviously the boys that joined this, uh, the union this year. So getting used to the system um, and actually getting used to the brand of rugby we're playing as the Lions. So I feel the first few games and definitely gave us that. And then we got this break finally and then to actually just reflect on, on the first couple of weeks and then looking at areas where we can improve and get better and making sure we get the results over the weekend. Um how many seasons I've got at the Lions? Um, obviously this year, and then next year I still have another another year with the Lions in the Springboks. So yeah, we'll see in the future. 
Okay, Elton, thank you very much for giving us some of your time. Good to hear from you and uh, stay safe. Keep well there. And uh, thank you for just sharing your story and your journey with us uh, tonight on SAFM. We have to leave it there. Thanks, Elton. Thank you. Keep well. Uh, Bok fly off, lines fly off. Elton Yankee is not an easy position to play, of course, a fly off, especially if you have tattoos and you've got spiky hair, and you've got earrings, and then they start doubting you. Are you really the traditional fly half? Uh, can this uh, boy give us what we want from a 10? So it's a tough one, but he's stuck in there, and he uh, understands and accepts his role, even at the Springboks. There, we're going to have to leave it there, folks. We'll be back again tomorrow uh, between 6 and 7, and I will tell you again tomorrow what which game SABC will be showing on Sunday. I told you on Saturday, it's a Swallows, the history of Morocco Swallows. And on Sunday, I believe it will be the history of Sundowns, including the sundowns of uh, Mr. Zola Maobe. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned to that on SABC Sport this weekend. But that's it from us. It's time for news.